people think I'm damaged goods. I'm worried about losing my job. Will I ever get a transplant? I want to see my children graduate from college. How can I afford this? I don't want to be a burden. I'm afraid. I'm overwhelmed with information. Sometimes I wonder if I'll ever fall in love and get married. I just want to play with my friends. You're listening to Kidney Talk, streaming health, happiness, and hope to the renal community with your hosts, Lori Hartwell and Stephen First. Well, welcome to Kidney Talk. Hey, did I scare everybody out there? It's Halloween. It's almost Halloween, at least. Yes, and I'm scared. Are you scared? I am very scared. And what are you dressed as? I'm dressed as a witch. You are dressed as a witch. Yes. Isn't that weird that I didn't notice? I'm not going to do Dorothy. (laughs) Does it upset you that I didn't notice you were dressed as a witch? I I am totally upset. Yeah? I know. Do you think the the green makeup wasn't enough? Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, I thought my, my costume was rather unique. What is your costume? You can't tell. Are you a tourist? Are no. you a tacky tourist? No, I'm a kidney. <laughs> you couldn't tell? Oh, yeah, the moon shirt yes. gives it all away now. Yes, that's it. You know, did you ever have an interesting experience? I got in really bad trouble on Halloween one time. What did you do? I, you know, I was in, I was in college and being 300 pounds and starving most of the time, <laughs> I was like a Labrador retriever or my Labrador retriever who wants to eat constantly. And myself and my roommate were were very hungry and broke college students. And, you know, here we are, 18, 19 years old, and we decided we're going to go out and trick-or-treating and get some candy. So all we did was put sheets on our head, you know, and we were – I was in a southern uh, school. Oh, uh, no. And um, – <laughs> We had the police called out after us because uh, they thought we were the Ku Klux Klan. Oh my goodness! Is that you're horrible? lucky that that's pretty scary. Actually, it was for scary. You. It's scary because I'm Jewish too, and so I, I that's the way I got out of it. I said, "How can I be a Ku Klux Klan member with my name?" You know. Well, one of my most interesting costumes was when I was 17 years old. Um, my mom was going out, and we were going to this party, and one of her friends said, "Oh, what do you want to be for Halloween this year, Lori?" And I said, "I think I want to be a Budweiser beer bottle." A and, Budweiser yeah, beer and bottle. I said, yeah, that's what I want to be. what made you think of... I, I have no idea. He worked as um, an engineer at Disney, and he made me a beer bottle. Um, it was amazing. It fit over me. It was, um, uh, it was about a five-foot-tall beer bottle that I basically dressed in. So it and, was basically taller than you. Yes. And what was really interesting, when I went to a party, um, it started to drizzle, so it looked like I was chilled. Well, that's that, that's a fascinating story. That's a fascinating Halloween story. I, it was, it was, you know, and I wasn't even legal enough to drink. I was seventeen, so um, I don't know what possessed me to want to be a beer. So bottle. you were an underage beer bottle. I was an underage beer bottle that was chilled. <laughs> I, that was chilled. Oh, that's great. Exactly. I like you. Think, I think I like you better as the witch now. <laughs> Oh, I was going to ask you to do that, your famous witch thing. Well, today we're going to be talking about what scares you about kidney disease. Oh, and don't be too frightened to listen to the show because when we come back, we're going to find out what scares you about kidney disease and also we're going to talk about renal-friendly Halloween uh, treats, aren't yes, we? Yes, definitely. I love that word, renal-friendly, as opposed to renal-unfriendly. I know. Well, there are some renal-unfriendly treats, so you have to be careful. So we'll this, be what, now, before we go to commercial... What is the scariest movie you ever saw? Oh, by far, it's got to be Carrie. 
Kara, do you know that's mine too? Oh, really? <laughs> oh my gosh, because I thought the movie was over and I was th- glad. I thought it was scary. And then the hand comes up out of oh the grave. Oh my God, I was 10 I years almost old. died. I will never forget that. I as think that long caused me to have kidney disease. <laughs> Well, Sissy SpaceX got to come on the uh, on the show and apologize to us. You know what? I, I couldn't have had kidney disease at the time because I remember I peed in my pants. <laughs> so, all right. When we come back, more Halloween scary stuff. <laughs> I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. Began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. He did the monster mash. What's the secret ingredient for delicious yet healthier meals? Why, Mrs. Dash seasoning blends, of course. The 12 varieties of Mrs. Dash are all made up with a unique blend of 14 natural herbs and spices to make side dishes snap, potato pop, and dinner's dates unbelievable. And since Mrs. Dash has always been salt-free with no MSG, you can create great-tasting meals full of only one thing, mouth-watering flavor. Here's an easy-to-make, healthy recipe idea. Coat some boneless chicken breast in a mixture of Parmesan cheese, breadcrumbs, and Mrs. Dash original blend. Saute in extra virgin olive oil until done. Then give a small squeeze of fresh lemon juice and serve over your favorite pasta. Doesn't that sound good? Well, for more information, visit MrsDash.com. Mrs. Dash, salt-free, flavorful. bedroom where the vampires feast. The ghouls all came from their humble abodes to get a joke from my electrodes. They did the monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. Now, don't you love that song? I, 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 I play I it every year. He was the mash. Let's do the monster <laughs> mash. He was the mash. I love that song. Now, I, you know, I it never know. It is a catchy who, tune. I got to figure out who sang that, though. You know, I, I, I listen to it every year. I play it every year, but I don't know who sang it. I don't either, but we'll have to find out so right. we can make sure. And invite them on Kidney Talk. We can invite them on Kidney Talk. Maybe, maybe it was Peter Quaife. It could be <laughs> in the kinks, yeah, right. Now, we did something really special for Halloween, and uh, we sent out an email to people. Tell them what it was, Lori. We a- actually sent out an email asking people what scares them the most about kidney disease, and we got a terrific response. People sent us all kinds of uh, little comments that what scares them the most. And one of the things that was a general consensus that we received that was pretty overwhelming was that they were scared that they wouldn't be able to afford their meds. Right. And, you know, it's funny because I, I went I just went to a like a seminar about meds and everything. About transplant medication. Transplant medication. And, you know, it, it, it's interesting because it's constantly changing. And yes. when you used to have to take 15 meds, now it went down to 10. And then I know some I, I talked to one kidney patient that takes three meds a, a day. Three medications a day. Right. You know, the average is like 11. 
11. per day. Something like that. It's like 11 per day. Another comment that we received um, uh, from several people was that they were afraid that their transplant would fail and they wouldn't be eligible for another transplant. But that's a, isn't that a wives' tale? I mean, because you've had three transplants. I know, but just not being eligible or not being medically stable enough. I mean, that was one of the things that you know, was a big concern or not being eligible for a transplant. That was one of the people who were on dialysis also said they were afraid that they wouldn't be eligible for a transplant. That's pretty scary. Yeah, it is. But, you know, we, we, we kind of glossed over the uh, affording of the meds. I mean, what do we know about that? I mean, are insurance pays for that? Medicare pays for that? Well, we're what gonna, is that? well Medicare will pay for um, your transplant meds three years after your transplant, but right. then you have to rely on getting insurance or you have to be um, disabled, claimed disabled by your healthcare professional. Um, so we're going to have a whole show on that, but it is a big concern after right. three and years. And what is the average cost, would you say? I I think it can be anywhere from a thousand to three thousand. I mean, and I'm just guessing, but that's mm-hmm. pretty scary. That could scare your budget. I know one of my biggest fears was was you know getting you know fat right. from from the drugs. You know, people. You know, I saw what happened to Jerry Lewis, and they said he was on on some kind of steroids or something. But I think it was a totally different thing. He didn't have kidney disease. And I, it just shocked me when I saw right. him one time. The, yeah, all the medication side effects. Another um, comment that we received is running out of dialysis access sites, of no longer being able to have dialysis because you have no longer, um, you've used you know all your arms and legs for accesses. Right, but then and not a, being eligible for PD, transplant. Isn't there? And... There's PD, but that's an access site. So some of the long-term patients who've been on dialysis for a long time, um, that's why they really push this fistula first program is because that access lasts for such a long time as opposed to some of the others. Now, can you run out of accesses yes. for PD? Yes. You, yes, How did you, you can. answer yes before I even finished my sentence? Because I can We've read your mind. We've been together too long. You can, I can read your mind. I'm a psychic as well as a witch. Ah, you're a psychic <laughs> witch. I'm a psychic witch. Yeah! <laughs> How do you like that? Okay. Uh, one of the other comments we received was that their bones becoming brittle and breaking or having... Their bones? <laughs> What is a blown? <laughs> what is a blown? It's actually a bone that no longer um, desires to be part of the alphabet and adds an L. That oh, doesn't I see. Make it's any a long bone. I thought it was a long bone, so it becomes a blown. <laughs> a blown. Yeah, that's I a much see. better, much better uh, explanation. Okay. But uh, you know, just not having the bones, uh, the strength, and the endurance to be able to do what you want, which leads us into our next comment that we received quite a bit was, uh, you know, your quality of life declining. You no longer being that. able to I do. really do fear that. Yes. Because, you know, I, I when I was losing my weight, one of the, the highlights of my day was just to get some kind of exercise and everything. Mm-hmm. And I find that I have no energy to exercise. I just have barely have enough energy to get through the day each day. And I really miss exercising. And I think it's taken its toll on my body. Yes. No, I mean, it is. It's, um, and that's it's pretty scary to me. It's frightening. You know? I mean, I remember one time that I used to be able to, you know, hike up a mountain, at no problem. And now I think, wow, can I hike up that mountain? And then I think, wow, that's kind of scary that I even think that, you know, can I hike up that mountain? So, I think it's scary um, to say, can I make it to the car to, climb, <laughs> to drive up the mountain? You can imagine what one of the top 
scariest emails that we received. Probably the needles. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it because I I hate those things. Yes. You know what? That would be a great costume for me. What? Dress as a 15-gauge needle. (laughs) Walk into your unit. Right, and scare the patients. (laughs) Scare the staff. How's that? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. One of the other comments was becoming a burden to to my family that was one of the oh, comments I don't care that about we them. received that you know just being able to not be the breadwinner not being able to be the one who's you know uh, really contributing that was one of the comments that we received well you know I, I joke about it but you know that's one of my biggest fears too and uh, it's hard when you are the major breadwinner to come down with kidney disease or any other chronic disease right it is because you know some of the things that you're used to doing uh, on a daily basis then you have you know, you're diagnosed with kidney disease and things change. One of the comments that we received was they were afraid they were going to lose their job. Um, well, and that's, and that's why so really many people, Im- including myself, you know, I haven't told a lot of people mm-hmm. that I have kidney disease, especially in the business that I work in. And um, I just, you know, unless I'm asked, I won't lie. Uh, And I don't think many people who are in my end of the business are going to be listening to Kidney Talk. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, I just don't volunteer the information. Just a few of my closest friends know that I have kidney disease. And one of the other things we received was uh, they were afraid that their spouse would leave them because they've been sick so long. I can't get rid of my spouse. (laughs) I've been trying for years. All I had to do was tell her I had kidney disease. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man, yes. How easy it is. It, it is, but it is a concern, you know. It's, you know, when you're well, especially... we had a guest on earlier during our dating show. Didn't his wife yes, leave him? Yes, we did. And yeah. you know, just couldn't handle all the pressures. I mean, when you have an illness, it really challenges people, and they have to communicate well and really come to understand uh Roles change. Sometimes you have to be a caregiver instead of a spouse. Um, well, that's but, where that vow comes in of marriage exactly. and commitment when sickness or in health. It doesn't mean, you know, uh, in sickness if it's only a cold. You know, they didn't say that. They said just basically in sickness and health. And if people don't take their marriage vows, uh, uh, you know, seriously, then I guess they would leave. Well, the scary thing is right now we have to take a break. And I know that everybody just loves well, this show right me. now. That scares me. <laughs> Stay tuned. We're going to read some um, emails from people who actually wrote about their personal situations. We're also going to tackle renal-friendly Halloween treats. Yes. So I wonder can... if that includes those Rice crispy things with the marshmallow and everything. I don't know. We'll find out, though. All right. Stay tuned. They played the monster man. When you think back about your high school years, one of the strongest memories people have is their prom. It's their one night to shine, one night to dance the night away, one night to ride in a stretch limo, one night to feel like a star. This January 14th, the Renal Support Network will hold its eighth annual premiere event, the Renal Teen Prom. This is the chance for teens to stop thinking about the needle sticks, the PD exchanges, and the constant meds they have to take. For one night, they celebrate their life with hundreds of other teen kidney patients, and the only prescription is, have the time of your life. So this January 14th, join us on the campus of prestigious Notre Dame High School in Sherman Oaks, California. 
The prom features live entertainment, a renal-friendly dinner, dancing, limo rides, glamour photos, and Hollywood celebrities. And get this, it's absolutely free. To receive an invitation or make a donation to an Evening Among the Stars renal teen prom, visit rsnhope.org or call 818-543-0896. That's 818-543-0896. You've got the power to brighten someone's life. This is your chance to shine like the stars. Well, now that I have mastered Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, how many pickled peppers did Peter Piper pick? Let's see what my next challenge will be. It's in here somewhere. Hmm. Say this three times fast. Fistula first feels fantastic for future fitness. Fistula first feels fantastic for future fitness. Fistula first feels fantastic for future fitness. Now if I only knew what that means. A fistula should be your first choice for your dialysis access. It says here, less infection and less hospitalizations. That's good. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Lasts longer. Some patients have had their fistula for more than 30 years? Oy. Sounds like a no-brainer to me. Fistula first feels fantastic for future fitness. For more information, please visit fistulafirst.org. Do it now. I don't know about you, but those sound effects scare me. <laughs> the screaming. Oh, you scare me. You scare. You know, is it my imagination, or did the wart on your face move to the other it side did. during I the commercial just took break? It, it just took the little glue off and stuck it somewhere else. Oh my. Why not? Well, we're going to be talking in this segment about um, how you can scale your health care professional. I mean, I don't know about you, Stephen, but I've done some things that have really scared my healthcare team. And uh, we sent out an email asking people to respond and give us some examples on some ways that they've scared their healthcare professional. And so they provide us some examples that we'll read. Right. So listen, our first email we received is from a man named John. And I'm going to read his email. And maybe I'll give out his email address. No, I won't do that. I'm just joking. <laughs> John will get slew. He says, I received a transplant in 1985. About seven weeks after the transplant, I was feeling pretty good. And he puts in parentheses, drugs. I don't know what he means. <laughs> what do you think he means by drugs? I think he, he probably had him on a lot of drugs and he felt good after getting his oh, transplant. Oh, not that he was taking drugs. Oh, when he, oh, and you know what he did? He went, oh my goodness, I guess he was feeling good because he went alpine skiing. At my next appointment, I told my doctor how good the skiing had been. He just about turned green. Kind of looked like you, Lori, today. <laughs> Uh, he was so worried I might fall and cause a problem or have a ski pole jam into my belly. I told him if I have to fall, I will go down to the rear only. Well, that's if I fell, that's I have to go down to the rear because that takes up most of my body. I, I skied many times that winter and had a great time. Too bad the kidney did not like my immune system, and I was back on dialysis after only eight months. At the time, I had 30 years of skiing experience and had taught myself for more than 20 years. So he scared his nephrologist yes. by saying that he went skiing. Yes. And his nephrologist said, what are you, crazy? But you know what? I wouldn't think he was correct, but you know what? We had a guest on earlier. Do you know who I'm talking about now? 
I guess not, since the the big silence. (laughs) I I think I stumped the witch. (laughs) I got to get my crystal ball. Where is it? Well, we we had a guest named Rowan, and her sister didn't go skiing, but she went tobogganing. Yes. And she had an accident on the toboggan, which damaged her kidney. So it is possible. Yes. I mean, you have to be very careful when you have a transplant because, um, you know, it's right under the skin. I know I keep offering to let you feel my kidney. I don't feel anybody's kidney, um, especially not a witch. It's right underneath the skin, so you can actually feel it. Well, a woman by the name of Lisa wrote this to us. Two times that I recall, it was an 80-mile drive one way from my home to the transplant clinic, and it hadn't dawned on me just how anemic I had become. My hemoglobin that day was six. Oh, my gosh. Now, that is low. (laughs) That is low. That's like an 18 hematocrit. My nail beds were completely white, etc., and they about died when they realized I had driven to the clinic alone. Now, wait a second. She said her nail beds were white. Is right. that a sign? Yeah. I didn't know this. It, it is. It's because basically, you know, um, when you're anemic, you know, you don't have any color. You don't have any color in your face, and you also don't have any color in your nail beds. Now, see, I didn't, now I learned something. Yes. I got scared, and I learned something. <laughs> All right, let's continue. Needless to say, they did an, an immediate transfusion. The other time, my potassium was so low unbeknownst to me, that it was all I could do to walk from the parking lot to the clinic. It's about a 15-minute walk. Now, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Her potassium was low? Yes. Now, is, is that... Explain that low. to me. I well, thought I thought dialysis patients had to be so careful and their potassium Not was always. too high. Most of them, but there is reasons that your potassium can be low. And what are those reasons? Um, you can be sick. You can, you know, be throwing up a lot. Not so she can eat di- bananas you know. and stuff? Well, I don't know about her. She just sent me an email. Oh, you don't know the whole <laughs> history? Know, you didn't ask for it. her medical condition and charts? Yes, and... I didn't. I didn't All ask right, for her whole medical. Sorry. Well, that's so, interesting. Low potassium. So, okay. yeah, she had a low potassium, and she had about a 15-minute walk. My heart was pounding so hard by the time I got there that I thought I was going to collapse. I always drove down alone, so they about had a cow that day as well. I didn't get to leave the clinic very early that day as they had to pump in the potassium and they had to recheck her levels until she got to a safe number. Like me with my my blood pressure, they won't let me leave the dialysis unit until it gets above 100. You know, she has a moral of the story. Um, I know, and I love her moral too. The moral of the story, she says to me, was if you're really not feeling well, don't be stupid about asking for help. I mean, have someone drive you to the clinic. It really isn't heroic to cause an accident or pass out in the parking lot, which I got to tell you something, that's exactly what I do. So I'm the stupid one. I refuse. I say, I'm fine. Let me go. I, my blood pressure is 78. You know, I'm fine. I'll, once I sit down, I'll be fine. You know, and I don't, I had a huge argument with my wife because she's always picking me up from the dialysis unit. Right. And I say, I, you know, I'm not a baby. I can drive myself. And so, you know, I shouldn't be so stupid. Exactly. You know? Well, it is. I mean, you know, some of these little things that we take for granted could actually change our life or someone else's. Because if you do have an accident, then you yes. have other problems, too. Exactly. You know, so your insurance you have, goes up and everything. Exa- well, and, you know, we don't want to be increasing the organ donor population by driving on the street. Well, those are two great stories of, um, you know, how patients have scared their healthcare professionals. Do you have a story that you'd like to share? I, I really haven't scared my healthcare professional, but I just remember I kept saying, I don't need to go on dialysis. You know, right. I, I'm fine. I feel fine. And he just looked at me very seriously. He goes, no, you don't. And he just knew. 
He right. just knew. He just the way he said it was right. like, yeah, right. sure. And he scared me. He right. scared me because he looked right through my eyes, and I mean, and he could see right in me, and he really scared me. He goes, "No, you don't." Right. And I went, "Oh my gosh, I'm scared now, and I'm going to go on dialysis." And that was when he said, "No, you don't." You know, instead of me, you know, saying what I had been, you know, how do you know? I really feel fine. I don't know what you're talking about. I can't believe my my creatinine's that high because I feel fine. And he just looked at me and he didn't argue with me. He just said, no, you don't. And that scared me. I can, I can, you know, I've actually never remember anybody ever telling me, you know, you have chronic kidney disease because I was two years old when I was told and I don't remember that. But I do remember one story where I scared my healthcare professional or professionals is um, I was on peritoneal dialysis and I got the idea that I should go rappelling off the side of cliffs. Um, rappelling off the side of cliffs. You look at me like you don't know what you I'm had, I know what you meant. <laughs> and, I know what you meant. And they were really afraid that, you know, as I rappelled over the side of a cliff. You were two years my, old? No, I was I was in my early 20s. Oh, I see. That I, when I rappelled over the side of the cliff, my catheter would get, you know, caught, caught up. Right. And, and that it would be dangerous. And, you know, I took this into account and I said, yeah, I understand it. I'll wear something to secure it. But, you know, I really can't live my life that way. I said, you know, this is something I want to do. My friends are doing it. and But they were a little scared. They said, you know, you got to call us when you get back. And, you know what that um, reminds me of when you just said, you said, well, my friends are all doing it. You know what my parents used to say. My parents said, well, if your friend jumped off a building, would you do it? At 20 years old, yes, I probably would. My, my, my father would always say that. But I had a blast. And I think that, you know, it was really fun. because so you I weren't had to, scared. You did it. I did it, but I scared my healthcare team because oh, yeah. uh, because scare. of the fact of the the PD catheter and the potential of it getting hooked up on something, and you really don't want to be repelling from your PD catheter. No, <laughs> oh I my God, that is scary. No, I, <laughs> I, I you know I did scare my one of the techs one time. I just. I just didn't think they were paying attention, and I just started screaming, like, you know, you know, ah! And they go, what's wrong, what's wrong? I just, I just want to make sure you're paying attention. So. That's pretty funny. When we come back, we're going to talk about renal-friendly Halloween snacks. You got a recipe for me, Lori? I have some suggestions. Some suggestions. Okay, don't get too scared. <laughs> Hello? Hi, Mom. Boy, that was some storm last night, huh? We actually lost power for a few minutes. Oh, you think that was bad? You should have seen the one back in 52. Well, now that you're on dialysis, you should really have a plan in case of an emergency. Ha! Last emergency I had was when you got your head stuck in the hamster cage. Scared the little fellow to death. Those big eyes just staring at him. I'm talking about emergencies, like severe weather, earthquakes, or power outages. What if there was no water or transportation to get you to dialysis? It's important to be prepared. You mean like carrying important medical information? Or asking your facility for alternative arrangements for treatment? Or preparing emergency stock of supplies, foods, and medicines? Or learning what diet to follow if your dialysis must be delayed? You already knew all this? I've got to run, Sonny. I'm late for taekwondo. Bye, Mom. He did the monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. He did the monster mash. 
Well, um, we have some uh, tips for renal-friendly treats. And, oh, I love um, renal-friendly treats. I know. Now, we must make note that these are not diabetic renal-friendly they treats. They are not. Although I, I have a couple of diabetic you have a couple of, so, And this is just some broad suggestions that you can think about. These candies are, you know, contain less than 150 milligrams of potassium per serving. That's one ounce. So these one are some ounce. renal-friendly now, candies. Now, that, you know, one ounce is not a lot, is it? It's, it's like one little snack bar? I don't know. I don't have my scale in front of me. Oh, okay. But, um, you but get, for 150 milligrams of potassium, uh, you can have a one ounce of caramels. Caramels. <laughs> Would you say caramels or caramels? caramels. Is it caramels? No, caramels. I think it could be either one, like salmon or salmon. Oh, okay, caramels. You know, it's um, like that song. What is that song? You say <laughs> tomatoes, I, I say, say potatoes. We don't even say the same word. You just say <laughs> different words to me. But uh, caramels, yeah. Is, it, is that the, the kind that look like uh, bullion cubes or something? Yes. Ah, I love I those. I love caramels. You know, as a kid one time, I, I, I <laughs> snuck and I thought I was getting candy and I was I ate the bullion cubes, and it was... Oh, that's disgusting. Not very tasty. <laughs> um, it was worse when I, you know, stole my father's x Some other ones are, you know, Cracker Jacks, Candy Corn, um, Good and Plenty. Candy Corn? Candy Corn. That's the ones you put in your teeth. Yes, you know, you I cut know. And look like your teeth. And it says fruit snacks. Fruit snacks. Now, that doesn't say one, one ounce. That's a one package. One package. Wow, you can have a whole package. I know. Uh, gum drops are good. Gummy bears. Jelly and beans. good and plenty. Good and plenty. I love good and plenty. That's one I, of my favorite You know favorite what? I candies. just like the plenty. I don't like the good. You I, don't like I the pick good them up. I separate them. <laughs> uh, gum drops. Uh-huh. You know, uh, gummy bears. Gummy bears are always. It's kind gummy of hard bears. to bite the little heads off. Though. I'm not a real. I'm not a huge fan of gummy bears. You like jelly beans? I love jelly beans. You but like I don't jelly like bellies? Jelly belly. What are jelly bellies? They're like the different flavors you can get, like oh, root yeah, beer. I, I, and I stuff. love the Harry Potter jelly bellies. I haven't seen the Harry they Potter. They have flavors like vomit. Oh, gross. And it's so funny. I love it. I love those. I, you know, you go up to them and say, I like a quarter of a pound sick. of vomit, please. That's sick. No, it's great. <laughs> or jujubeans. Jujubeans. Is that a Jewish joke? Or I what have is no that? idea what a jujubean is. <laughs> a jujubean. Please tell us what a jujubean okay, is. Okay, well. Uh, you can have Jolly Ranchers. You can have Lifesavers. Li- love Lifesavers. Yes. Sugar-free Lifesavers are good for diabetics now. Exactly. Sugar-free, Sugar-free ones. Um, Lemonheads. Lemonheads. Yes, we can have lemon heads or lemon drops. Uh-huh. Uh, marshmallows. Now, marshmallows, right, they, they don't have anything in them but, like, sugar and air. I know. Do you like I the know. roasted marshmallows? I love I love. They're, you know what? They're really hard to give out, though, on Halloween, the they roasted are. ones. I know. Because it gets all over the... Do you know what my neighbor gives out? What? Toothbrushes. <laughs> toothbrushes? Is he a dentist? No. He gave out toothbrushes one The worst year. thing... His you know, house my... was toilet papered. <laughs> It's what? His house was toilet paper, TP'd. I would have done that, too. I would have put toothpaste all over his windows, too. But you know what? The worst thing, I was so embarrassed at school. My grandmother used to live with us, and she was she loved Halloween, and, and but the kids used to hate what she gave them because it messed up the rest of their candy. Oh, okay. You know, it was it was horrible. She used to she used to she ladled chicken soup into their bags. Oh, that would not be good. You know no. what? Actually, our neighbor did last year. It was pretty funny. We have a slew of kids. We have hundreds of kids that come to our house, and one year my husband actually started to give out quarters. Because like he ran out of candy, candy. and I'm like, the kids kept coming back and back, and I said, that's not a good idea. Um, but last year, um, about ten o'clock at night, nine thirty, ten o'clock, there's a group of 
kids that are really too old to trick or treat, 14 or 15. Right. So they had all these old biscuits in their freezer. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what they gave them. They gave them each an old frozen biscuit. Who, who gave them the biscuit? The neighbors. Oh, gave them a biscuit. The kids, the older kids oh. that were trick or treating, like, you know, yeah. 14, 15, 16, going around. Now, that's pretty um, dangerous because they could, they could I know. do that a could tricks backfire. on your house. Um, and, uh, I know a good candy. What? Nerds. <laughs> Nerds? That's named after me. I know. No. What do you mean you know? <laughs> well, you weren't really Sorry, quick that to was say that. Well, you're dressed as a tacky tourist as a kidney or whatever you said you were yeah, supposed to be. Yeah, I was a kidney be. tourist. A kidney tourist. Okay. Um, red licorice. Now, you say red licorice. Why, is that, uh, why not the black licorice? I don't really know. Is I that mean, not politically correct? Then? I don't know. I, I I don't know why it's just red licorice, but they have red hots. Red hot. You love red hots. I do. I love. She brings red, red hots. hots to the studio all the time. I love red hots. I just and Mike and Ike's. Mike and Ike's. But they're not on our list. Mike and Ike's. Are they? No, they're not. No, oh no, just Good and Plenty's. I okay. get those confused. Good and Plenty's. Um, you can get Sour Balls, Starburst, yes. or Sweet Tarts. So there's Starburst. your list of renal friendly candies. Right now, you know, diabetics have a whole different set right. of rules now. You can make popcorn balls. Yes. You know, which are really cool. You take, uh, you make popcorn, and you uh, spray Pam on them, like mm-hmm. the butter flavor Pam, and uh, you put uh, Splenda and cinnamon, and you make them into balls. Oh, that sounds pretty good. And it's pretty good. It's 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 a really nice treat. And we have to be careful too, because there's some things that aren't good um, for people who are on dialysis. Now, what what now, some of the things that you have to be careful? You know, that chocolate nuts, peanut butter, and pumpkin seeds are high in potassium and phosphorus. So you need to, you know, check with your dietitian and you know, find and, out what you can eat. And you named all the things that I love. I know, love chocolate, peanut butter, I and love chocolate, peanut bu- Reese's peanut butter cups. And I you know, know they make for the diabetics out there, they make sugar-free Reese's peanut butter cups, and I die for them. You know, them. if you talk to your dietitian, you can have a you know, a little, a little bit, bit in moderation, right? But just be careful and make sure you know what sweet tooth. <laughs> know a sweet tooth personally, <laughs> you know, or what sweet tooth you're satisfying doesn't put you into put you in t- to trouble. Trouble. See her witch's costume, ladies and gentlemen, has really I'm melting. Taken, she's. I threw water on her, and she's melting. <laughs> I, you know what? But I actually knew what she was going to say because it's kind of that relationship now. Well, listen, everybody, don't get too scared. Uh, have a great and safe Halloween. Check the wrappers for phosphorus and potassium <laughs> and razor blades. They don't have phosphorus on the labels. They don't. That's no, horrible. They don't. So and, you and, have and, to and ask. let your parents or your dietitian check your candy before you eat it. And I encourage everybody at the dialysis unit to dress up. Yeah, they should make yes. you know, bring some happiness and fun. Dress up exactly. scary. You could be like me, dress up as a kidney <laughs> or a needle, a fifteen gauge needle, or you could dress up as Lori. Dress up as dialyzer, <laughs> right? You could dress up as Lori and be a witch. Uh, anyway, have a happy Halloween, safe Halloween, and we'll see you back next week. We can control our own destiny. We can take charge of our health and ask questions about our medical options. We can form partnerships with our healthcare team. We can take steps towards self-improvement. We can be sensitive to the impact of our disease on our family. We can sing, dance, laugh, and enjoy our lives. We can appreciate today and look forward to tomorrow. We can help and support our fellow patients. We can pursue our hopes and dreams. We can make a difference.
Renal Support Network would like to thank everyone who has made this show possible. Kidney Talk's founding sponsor is Amgen. Generous support is provided by Roche Pharmaceuticals and Astellas. Friends of Kidney Talk are Abbott Laboratories, American Region, and Fresenius Medical Care North America. Thank you for helping us stream health, happiness, and hope to the kidney community. Visit rsnhope.org for more information.